Hi friend! Welcome to Two Queers Walk Into a Church. Today we are talking about dating when you are a trans or non-binary person. We have two lovely guests, but before then we're going to introduce ourselves. I'm Emily. I am non-binary and I work at a tattoo shop and I am also a behavioral therapy technician. How about you? Yo. My name is Dom. I also identify as non-binary, which is relevant to what we're talking about today. And I work with inner city youth in the juvenile justice system in the city of Detroit. And let us welcome back a recurring guest. Introduce yourself. Hi, I am Liam. As they said, I've been here before. And I run a trans and queer positive clothing line called Support the Tea. And our new guest, introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Alex. I am a queer trans man. And I am an educator and also uh, the executive director of Windsor-Essex Transgender and Allied Support, which is the only queer and trans-specific support center in Canada. Woo-woo! Amazing. So, like we said, dating as a queer, trans, non-binary person and or all of that. Mm-hmm. Why don't you start us off, Dom? Okay. So the first question is, how do you identify? We already kind of went over that. But what does that mean to you and how does it kind of like show up in your life? So I identify as a queer trans man. So queer for me means mostly that I don't like to define who I'm interested in by gender. However, I do have a strong preference for dating women. I have an easier time connecting with women emotionally, but I am sexually physically attracted to people of all genders. So men, women, non-binary people, including all types of trans people. And as a trans man, I guess that means for me that I didn't want to identify as straight because I thought that that label really took away from my queerness. And so I wanted to use queer because I'm mostly attracted to women, um, but I didn't like that label straight. So, yeah. And my answer is similar to Alex's. I identify as queer and transmasculine slash non-binary, but queer, I have a similar experience where just I am attracted to anyone of any gender, any whatever, I, but I do have a preference now for men, although I feel like that has shifted back and forth a lot, especially throughout my transition. So I generally just use queer because that's all-encompassing. I especially like that it covers gender and sexuality, so it's even more non-specific. Ditto. I am a queer, non-binary person, and I'm attracted to people of all genders and all sexualities. I don't really lean toward masculine or feminine or androgynous. I'm kind of just attracted to all everyone, (laughs) (laughs) which is complicated sometimes when you try and explain it to straight people. But yeah, that just, I just... I can appreciate any type of person. I don't think I I lean any one specific way personally. What about you? Ditto for the most part. However, I'm typically not interested in men. However, my new favorite way to label my sexuality, which I've seen on the internet multiple times, is ABCD, which means anything but cis dudes. And I was like, literally, yeah. (laughs) But I typically am attracted to women, femmes, and yeah, but I also identify as queer and non-binary. Okay, so I'm not sure exactly when you guys all started dating, but I'm wondering if if you have any specific insight into 
how dating differs now that you identify as trans and non-binary. How about we start off with like how do you how do you broach your identity with people that you start dating? So back in the day when I called myself a lesbian, it was very different because there were no conversations about my gender and how I viewed my gender. But now that I, you know, identify as non-binary and have come to terms with some things about myself, before I date somebody, there's a lot of conversations around like language and like pronouns that I use and like parts of my body that I don't want to be touched and all of those kind of factor into my gender identity and how my gender identity affects those that I date. Yeah, so that is like, I would say probably the way I view my body is probably one of the biggest things um, because there are like certain words that I don't like to use or there are certain body parts that I don't want people to touch. So that's been a really big thing because that will come up a lot. And my dog is just playing with the squeaky toy right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. So, yeah, I would say those are three things that have been, like, really prevalent in dating. In the past, I've dated people that have said, like, really not cool, not affirming things. And that's, like, makes you feel really shitty. So I definitely don't want to ever date someone again that makes me feel those things. So those three things are probably the most important for me at this point. I don't have a lot of experience of dating before I came out as trans. I was in my first serious relationship when I came out as trans. I actually did figure out my identity through dating with air quotes. As a teenager, when I was talking to people online who I thought was dating. So yeah, I guess that was a big impact on my identity because I did not know trans people existed until somebody that I was dating introduced that to me. But as far as serious real life relationships go, I feel like for me, it's just made things all a lot more calculated because there's a lot less spontaneous hooking up with people at bars or just meeting people and going out on like a first date or something. Like none of those are things that I really feel comfortable doing as a trans person. I generally just talk to people for a long time first depending on how I met them, like texting or through Tinder or whatever, just to like get a feel for the person because you definitely don't want to show up on like a first date and have them unaware of being trans. I feel like especially as a non-binary person because that's even sometimes less understood. So yeah, I just feel like it's made things, I guess, somewhat slower and more calculated because for me, that's something that I definitely... I mean, I don't feel like I necessarily have to come out as trans to people I date because they generally just already know from meeting me in real life or being friends on Facebook or whatever if it's on like a dating app I don't have that in my bio but I feel like it's still pretty clear from just chatting I'll always make sure to throw it in when I first start talking to somebody so that it's something they're aware of from the beginning ditto for both of you actually (laughs) it's really interesting because I dated a lot before I came out as trans I didn't come out as trans until I started dating Dom, actually. So, fun fact, Dom and I used to date. Dom introduced me to the word genderqueer, and that was kind of the beginning of exploration of my gender. But I had dated for about five years before that, and I definitely identified as a lesbian. So I was dating exclusively queer women. And whether they were bisexual or lesbians or whatever, but now that I identify as a man and I'm trans, it's very different because, and Dom and I talk about this all the time, it's no longer assumed that the person I'm dating is going to be queer. 
And that's really complicated for me within my trans identity because queer activism is like so much of my life that I think I'll still lean towards queer women when I'm choosing people to date. But just like Liam, I have a much harder time now that I identify as trans instead of when I identified as a lesbian, meeting people spontaneously, hooking up, going on first dates and stuff. Like it's, I feel like I have so much more introduction to do before I can feel comfortable meeting someone in person, whether it's for safety or if it's just for like pure awkwardness or not knowing whether or not they're going to be respectful of my identity when I meet them in person. All of that is really crucial for me. And I think there's a level of like comfortability that you have to have with someone to tell them that you're trans. But for me, it's mostly like, I want to tell you as soon as possible so that I don't get attached to you before you tell me that you're transphobic. And unfortunately, that's the case sometimes. Just like Dom, I've had experience dating people who were really not affirming of my gender identity. And it created a lot of barriers for me in terms of really accepting myself and moving forward with my transition. I started dating someone when I knew that I was trans and I knew that I wanted to use he, him pronouns, but I hadn't started any of the medical transition stuff yet that I've done now. And they were really, really unsupportive. And it really pushed back my physical transition stuff like years because I then had all this confusion in my head of like people aren't going to love me people aren't going to accept me that way so I wasn't able to take those steps that I needed to do to complete more medical parts of my transition because I was like okay well if I do that this person won't love me and if this person won't love me other people won't love me either so there was a huge transition between dating as a lesbian and now dating as a trans man And also the way that I look now, I find that men are much more openly attracted to me than women, which kind of conflicts with like me being more attracted to women than men. (laughs) So it's complicated because everyone, specifically in public, I would say like, because I am a little bit more feminine sometimes, they just assume that I'm a gay man. So that's also complicated. Yeah. And just to like comment on what Alex just shared, I feel like the person or the first few people you date after coming out as trans or during coming out as trans really plays a big part in the future of your dating experience because I also identified as a lesbian before coming out as trans and as I mentioned earlier I was in a relationship at the time with Ethan. (laughs) Fun fact. (laughs) But when I came out as trans in my relationship my partner at the time completely accepted that and was very on board and accepting so I would see a lot of people posting on like support groups and stuff saying similar things to what Alex said of like being confused with their partner not being supportive and then after that having feelings of doubt that like nobody's gonna love me because I'm trans and I'm just really thankful that I was in a relationship when I came out and had a positive experience because going forward I was able to hold on to that and be like no people will love me even though I'm trans because if my partner who's a lesbian could accept me and our relationship continued on after that then there still definitely have to be other people out there who will love me and not care about my trans identity. Do you have, I mean, obviously it's going to be different for different people, but do you have like a set time frame when you either swipe right on somebody and you match or you meet somebody and you kind of start talking? Do you have like a certain time frame within which you come out to the person? I mean... Like I said before, it's not on my, like, online bios, but I try to keep it obvious enough that, like, other trans people would notice. So I kind of just gauge it by, like, 
I just kind of throw it in conversation, which is very easy for me because, as I said, my job is running a trans-positive clothing line. So, like, one of the first conversations you usually have is, like, oh, what do you do for work? So that's something I can kind of throw in there of, like, oh, I run a clothing line, and then they'll want to see it usually, so then I can just direct them to the Instagram, and then if they stop talking to me, then it's a pretty clear message. (laughs) Or, you know, they'll come back and ask questions, or usually it's a, like, oh, I didn't realize you were trans. Good to know. So yeah, I don't feel like I necessarily have to come out in that regard, or I guess I don't. But yeah, I just try to throw it into conversation within the first like few minutes of talking or first day of talking. Just like Alex mentioned, like not wasting your time on getting emotionally invested in anybody before you know. So my answer is not super different, but I typically put that I'm trans in all of my bios. I'll oftentimes put my pronouns just for normalizing things, because even though you know, I look really masculine. People would call me he, him anyways. It kind of starts the conversation. I usually tell people immediately, like if they didn't read it in my bio or I met them in person or whatever. I also have a trans-related job as an activist. I run a queer and trans organization. So it's really easy for them to be like, what do you do for work? And for me to be like, I'm a trans activist and then be like, okay. But actually, funny story is I met someone and I told them that I worked for a queer and trans organization. And then they like were like cool whatever and then a few weeks later i was talking to them about meeting some of their trans friends and i like insinuated that i was also trans and they were like i had no idea (laughs) and i was like okay uh well she was like well uh i questioned it when you told me that you worked for a trans organization but i just like didn't think anything further and i was like okay well that was uh your loss there (laughs) you obviously didn't understand that but yeah i usually tell people right away and I see their reaction. I also, because Dom is my best friend, I love to use Dom as my like filter of who's transphobic and not. And I tell them this all the time, that I'll use exclusively they-them pronouns to refer to Dom with any new person that I meet. And I'll see if they catch on. I'll see if they ask me about Dom's pronouns. And I'll see if they're capable of using they-them pronouns as well. And those are all really important, like just basic respect things that I require from a partner. So I like to use that because honestly, it's much easier than being like, hey, are you transphobic? And then being like, of course not. You know what I mean? Because nobody admits that. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So so usually people will ask what their pronouns are or they'll use they them pronouns because I won't specify their gender. And that's usually a great telltale sign for me. Do you have anything more to comment on your time frame for letting people know that you're non-binary? Pretty much, like, immediately, because people will assume that I identify as a woman, just mm-hmm. naturally, and I don't want that. Sometimes people will assume that I identify as a man, but mostly they assume that I identify as a woman, so, like, almost immediately that's, like, something that I bring up. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was on Tinder, when I was actively dating, it was, like, on my profile that I identified as non-binary. Yeah. And, like, one of, literally one of the very first questions my girlfriend ever asked me was what my pronouns were. Because my pronouns weren't on my profile. I just, it just, like, said non-binary on there. And that was, like, an indicator for me that she was at least in some kind of, like, headspace to understand my identity. So, yeah, I would say, like, I bring it up very, very fast because that's something that people will usually like like assume I'm a woman mm-hmm. or identify as a woman. Yeah. So. I think the great part about the fact that many people our age are dating on the internet, so a lot of times people will personalize their bio to say their pronouns as well, which I think it's great for normalizing non-binary and trans identities as well as different pronouns that go along with 
each and every one of those identities. What are some negative experiences you have had and how did you navigate through that? So my first ever relationship while I was realizing my identity as a trans man and not when I was dating Dom because obviously Dom was supportive. But I was dating this girl and I told her that I used he him pronouns and she was totally cool with that. And but she had a hard time because she identified as a lesbian saying that I was her boyfriend. And so she was like, how can I call you not my boyfriend, but still call you he him pronouns? And that was like really complicated for her. And so basically I reverted back to being like, you can call me whatever you want. So there was definitely transphobia in that relationship and the one after that too, where she was like, I am okay with you using he him pronouns, but I don't want you to go on testosterone or I don't want you to get top surgery if Yeah. I'm okay with you identifying how you want to identify. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I'm okay if you want to use he him pronouns, but I'm not but i'm not okay with you going on hormones or i'm not okay with you getting top surgery if it's progressing your transition she was very clear that it was like if it's to become more comfortable with your body that's fine but if it's to become more of a man that's not fine and i was like those two things are the same thing so that was garbage but once i started dating my my most recent ex, she was very, very supportive of my transition in every sense of the word. Every time that I started a new part of that journey, whether it was going through surgeries or starting hormones or whatever, she was very supportive. That was great. And since then, it's mostly just been like when we were being polyamorous and I was trying to date men, it was like men are garbage. <laughs> and so it was either like a fetish type thing where they were like interested because they wondered if I still had like a vagina or they were talking to me. And then they found out I was trans and they were like, gross. And that, those were really the only two options. And I hooked up with one cis dude since I started transitioning. And he was really respectful and supportive and whatever. But every other experience I've had other than that has been basically like men not understanding how I can use certain words to describe my body or telling me what body parts I do have and don't have based on their cis normative ideas of like sex and gender. And dating women since my ex and I broke up has mostly been casual so far. Haven't had a ton of negative experiences with that, but I think honestly, me having that I'm trans in my bio on my dating apps is a huge filter for people who are transphobic just not swiping right on me. And so I don't come into those contact because I don't allow them access to me. Basically, I like turn them off from me immediately. So I don't get as many swipes on Tinder as I probably would if I took I was trans out of my bio, but I save myself a lot of that emotional labor of having to explain myself and then dealing with shitty people. So, it's a it's a win-lose. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have mentioned my one situation before I started dating Ethan. I went on a date with this one girl and she decided that she was going to tell me while I was wearing men's clothing that women should only wear women's clothing and men should only wear men's clothing. And women who wear men's clothing are just trying to be men. So they should just come out as trans. And I was like, oh, dear. <laughs> but I was very clear with her because after that lovely date, she... <laughs> She was like, yeah, that went really well. And I was like, really? <laughs> and I brought it up. I was like, that made me like really uncomfortable that you would say that. And she was like, yeah, I guess. 
no. <laughs> so I definitely like I made sure like when she brought out, I was like, well, this is like something that I, I wear men's clothing sometimes. So like if that's going to be a problem, this is not going to work. So just making sure you set your boundaries. So, God, I have had just a lot of terrible experiences that I didn't realize were terrible experiences until I was an adult. <laughs> and now I'm like, why did I let people tell me how to behave and what to do with my body? I was in a relationship for a very long time and other aspects of her relationship were really good. And then as time went on, I realized that she said super not affirming shit all the time, which is something that I addressed after we broke up and like after I had time to think about it. But I remember times when, you know, I would talk about saving for top surgery or things like that. And she would just be like, oh, well, are you sure you really want to do that? And just kind of like question something that I've always been so certain of since I was like 17 years old. I knew that I wanted top surgery. So that felt really not good in the moment. But then as I got older and I like really was sure of who I was and what I wanted, I realized how shitty it really was that like somebody that I was with for so long was not affirming my gender for so long. I haven't had a ton of experience in the past few years dating anyone other than her and my current partner. So I don't have a ton to compare it to, but I know that even while I was dating her and even people I dated before her would make really like backhanded comments. And I remember when I stopped shaving my legs, people always wanted to comment on like how I stopped shaving my legs or even when I cut my hair off, just somebody, people always had something to say. And a lot of times it was people that I was dating, which now that I look back is really sad. So I'm glad that I don't leave space for those kinds of people in my life anymore. Have you guys used any dating apps that you prefer because you identify as trans or non-binary people either are more inclusive that way or the interface even is more inclusive or the people that you find on there are more in tune with queer culture? Okay, so I have a copious amount of dating apps. <laughs> I like the user interface of Tinder the most because I'm the most used to it. It's the oldest one, but it's definitely not the most inclusive. I think I, I wish that you could choose being seen. For example, you choose your gender, right? You can choose whatever gender you want. So I wrote trans man, but I wish you could choose that you could be visible to people who are looking for men and people who are looking for women. Yeah. That's something that you can choose one or the other, but you can't choose both. And I think that's a huge loss because I know that there are queer women out there who will put that they're only interested in women because like women are better than men. Right. Um, <laughs> but then it would be great to be able to have that opportunity to be seen by people who are looking for women and seen by people who are looking for men. Yeah. Because I didn't want to choose looking for women because obviously I don't look like a woman. And so like for me, the way that that works out is like then people are just like, okay, well, I'm going to see this trans man as a woman. Like that's not cool. Mm -hmm. I also use Hinge. Hinge is better. It has more, I would say, question and answers types of things, and it's less based on the way that you look, which is helpful. Dom told me about Lex recently, which is kind of like a queer networking site, I would say. And it's good, but there aren't any pictures, so that's kind of complicated. And then I would say like lower than that is Bumble is also okay. It has more options in terms of like choosing. You can choose which types of genders you're looking for. So you can like, for example, exclude cis men <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so you could choose like trans women trans men cis women cis men 
non-binary people. Like, you can choose which ones you want to exclude, but the good thing is you can't exclude... If you exclude cis women, it excludes trans women at the same time, and vice versa. Like, you can't choose to just exclude trans people, which is cool. And Grindr's garbage. It always has been, and it always will be. <laughs> it's super not trans-inclusive. It's very fetishizing, and... Well, I feel like I have less extensive things to say, because I feel like Alex mostly covered all of it. I also prefer Tinder just because ease of use and what we're used to, like he said. But yeah, I've had the best luck on Tinder. I know they have been known to be kind of transphobic, though, like trans people's profiles just disappear for no reason, and Tinder has not been great about fixing that issue. So that's a big, like downfall to tinder but i have had the best luck on there i also did really enjoy bumble as well it's nice getting to see more of a bio and not just a picture and i've heard that bumble is fairly inclusive as far as is that the one that you have to like the woman has to message first or is yes, that yeah. okay Ooh, yeah and i've heard that on some trans women's profiles that wasn't working correctly but as soon as they messaged customer service it was cleared up and they try to make sure that like all of their trans users are treated with respect and everything. And I remember when I created my profile, they did have an extensive list of gender options. Whereas I feel like Tinder still kind of like steers you towards just the male and female options, but because it's through your Facebook, it will also let you choose the Facebook options. But Tinder just seems like they're kind of like letting us have options because they have to, but don't really want to. Whereas Bumble feels like they actually want to include us, which is great. Yeah, I just use Tinder. I don't really have anything else. Yeah. <laughs> I use Tinder to find Ethan and other people, so it's it's just it's just easy, mm-hmm. you know. The most people are on Tinder, so I feel like that's why we're having the best luck with it. Whereas all of these other sites were kind of created to fill the gaps that Tinder is lacking, but not everybody is moving over to different sites. So that creates a problem. Mm-hmm. And also until there's somewhere where I can just look for like only queer people and it not matter what gender they are, just show me all the queer people. That'd be great. That's perfect. If any of you hear this who wants to develop an app, please do so. (laughs) Do you have anything to say? I just had a really quick question for the the boys. So uh, what I did want to add is that on Lex, Lex is designed specifically for queer people. Anybody but cis men Mm -hmm. are allowed to be on Lex. Ooh, It's like part of their thing is like... You can't, so it says Lex is for lesbian, bisexual, asexual, and queer people. Lex is for women and trans, genderqueer, intersex, two-spirit, plus non-binary people. Lex is also for trans men, but it's not for cis men. They make that very clear, their privacy statements and things like that, that cis men are not welcome on the Lex app. I really like, I'm not on it for dating. I did it because I wanted to see if I could make friends and like meet people, um, which I actually have started a few conversations with people on it. But I like it because it's, like, the ad style, like, old, like, personal ads Mm -hmm. where you just, like, write funny shit and people respond to it. And then you can click on their profile and there are no pictures on the profile, but they can link their Instagram. Mm. So then you can click on their Instagram and you can see if it's, like, somebody you might be attracted to. But I like it because it's not, like, you don't find them because you're attracted to them. You find the, the the ad and the ad is like enticing to you and for friendship or for dating or whatever. And then you can, you know, scroll their page and see if like there's, you know, maybe a, a physical attraction there, if that's something that is important to you. Mm-hmm. So Lex is, I'm trying to like get them out there because it's like queer run. It's run by people of color. Throw some bucks at Lex if you have, yes. if you have that cash flow. Yes. 
sponsor our podcast, Lex. <laughs> <laughs> For the trans boys or trans masked people. So, like, like you said, like Grinder is like really fetishizing and it's awful is there anything are there any like because i know there's a lot of like female or at least afab focused apps like it's like her or she i don't remember yeah her yeah are there any do you guys know of any like apps that specifically are geared towards men or at least like amab people or whatever that are safe or is there not like is there just a really really big gap in there being like queer people who want to date other men is there like do you think that there's like a big gap in that or do you think that there are actual apps that are safer than grinder so i know there is one there's one called scruff i haven't used it much because mostly i've just like stopped looking for men but i've heard that scruff is better than grinder i heard that it's a little bit less problematic honestly they're trying to improve grinder but you can't improve the app and expect the people on it to improve yeah. is the problem, right? Yeah. Like they've created a bunch of options for like gender identity, for gender, for pronouns and stuff. Like you can put your pronouns in your bio, you can put like your HIV status in your bio and like all this cool stuff. But like you can't change the fact that the people on there are just looking for sex mostly. Yeah. And that if they are looking for someone who's trans to have sex with, it's because they're specifically looking for someone who's trans, right? Like I've never had an experience on Grindr where the person like found out I was trans and was like, oh, okay cool that's no problem and they weren't like dope that's exactly what i want you know what i mean mm-hmm. or like that's gross kind of experience yeah. i think there are more options out there but i think the reality is that like they're creating those apps for women because women aren't safe on the other apps right like men are pretty much safe to meet with other men in most situations i think that they're not necessarily as intimidated with like casual sex situations but i think that the need is out there. I wish there was some kind of situation where we could just, like Liam said, put all the queer people on one app and not have any straight people. <laughs> That'd be great. Okay, so this is more talking about like experiences you've had. So what are some examples of ways your identity has been affirmed in a positive way? And that can be something you've actually experienced or something that you at this point really like need to experience in a relationship in order to like feel good about the person you're dating or hooking up with or what or what have you. I was very lucky that in the the formative years of me identifying as trans that I was with a really supportive partner. We were together for four years and throughout the four years, like the most consistent positivity that we had in our relationship, I would say was like us affirming each other's gender expressions. It was really great because I remember at the very beginning of my transition medically that I had this, I called it a fantasy, but it seems silly now that I think about it, that like after I got top surgery, I wanted someone to like rub my scars for me. And I was like, for me, that was like something that I really wanted, something that I wanted like emotionally connecting and also like like the gender affirming aspect of that. And she was like, I can't believe that you would expect that a different partner like wouldn't do that for you. You know, it was a really great experience. And I did that all the time. I had her rub my scars all the time. It was really like an intimate moment. And I think that it's something that I really value about having a partner is that they don't even think twice about affirming your gender identity. She also was really great about when I started trying to be more feminine. She bought me like this whole line of jewelry from different thrift shops and stuff and like set it all up so that I could like have more feminine clothing and more feminine expression stuff to wear. And honestly, for me, like I've been through most of the surgeries that I'm going to have. I'm not sure if I'm going to get 
any more bottom surgeries or not, but she was very affirming for me in the surgery process and in the hormones process. Any of the doubts that she had, she didn't express them to me. She would express them to other people for support, which I think was really important because I was at that point really unsure of being loved as a trans person and that my entire body was changing, right? Like from the moment we met until we broke up, like my body was consistently changing and she never made it seem like at any point she fell out of love with different parts of my body, even though they were so vastly different. I think that's really important in a partner is to have someone who can love you despite all of the changes, but also someone who loves all of the process, right? Because being loved as a trans person isn't like being loved despite the fact that you're trans. It has to be something that they love and embrace about you or else it feels fake. Like it feels like, okay, well, I love you. Even though you're trans, like I can look past that. Like that's not good enough, right? Like we need to strive for better than that in our romantic relationships, honestly, and our platonic relationships. But I think that finding people who are willing to like go through all of the changes, whether you're, you know, like Liam and I are mostly like, we're not going to change that much anymore in terms of like how long we've been on testosterone and stuff, but it's still important to find someone who's like adaptable and who is excited about your journey with you. I think that's like a super supportive partner. Once again, I agree and feel like Alex really covered the majority of that. I think for me, an important thing is having a partner that whether or not they can understand your trans experience by like, if you're dating another trans person, of course, but even not just having your partner try their best to understand that and to kind of anticipate how they can be there for you. Like a specific situation I can think of is like, I went to a bar with my partner where the men's bathroom didn't have a stall door. So that's something that your partner is able to like warn you about ahead of time and be like, okay, I know you're obviously not going to be comfortable going in the women's bathroom, but also the men's bathroom doesn't have a stall door. So then I was able to like ask him to come with me to make sure I was safe. Or another time I was at that bar there was like a long line for the men's bathroom, but no one's in the women's, which obviously never happens and is strange. But in that moment, I was able to like assess the situation and be like, okay, I'm just going to like dash into the women's bathroom really fast because I have to pee and I don't want to be in a stall when there's four other cis men in this bathroom right now. That's obviously not going to be safe for me. So just being out in the world and having a partner that understands that you have a different experience to them so that they can help you navigate safety and just all of that is a very important thing for me. Obviously, dating people who aren't trans, they're not always going to get that right, or they're not always going to be able to fully understand the experience of being a trans person, but just having someone who's supportive of that and tries their best to like anticipate how they can be there for you as a trans person. And just being non-binary, Ethan was really great with catching on to using my pronouns right away. And I understand that there's going to be some like hiccups or whatever, but he was very much like okay, they, them, you know, once I like made it clear, I was like, this is what I want to go by. I don't want to go by she, her anymore. He was very quick to switch over, which was quite lovely. So I would say that something that is really important to me, as I already talked about a little bit earlier, is like language and not touching certain parts of my body. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, my chest is completely off limits at all times. There's literally never a situation where I want anyone to touch my chest. Sometimes my partner will, like, rub the top of my chest, like, where my collarbone is, like, if I'm, like, sore. But that is, like, something that I've told her I'm okay with, but no, like, 
in no situation is that ever other other parts of my body that I want to be touched. And then language is also really important for me. Like I don't ever want to be referred to as a woman or a girl or ladies or, you know, any of those things. Those are all really important to me. My partner does a really great job of using like all of the pronouns that I use. She will use, you know, they, them, or she, her interchangeably just in conversation or like when she's talking about me or like to me in some situations. So that's really nice too. It makes me feel affirmed. So yeah, I would say most of mine are around those types of things. Mm -hmm. I've never, well, I guess that's not true. I currently do not take testosterone or anything of that sort. But in the past, I did not while I was dating my current partner. And in the future, I will probably, I will have top surgery. I just don't know when that's going to happen exactly. And that is something that I have also, as Alex said, kind of like fantasized in some ways. Like you want to have a partner who's going to like affirm you, but also like care for you during that time because it's like you are in a lot of pain and you can't do a whole lot for yourself. And in some cases you like have to take off a lot of work Mm -hmm. and you know, like that might even mean like financial help or whatever that might be. So it's really nice to know that like my current partner would support me in a lot of those things, knowing that it's really important to me that I do have top surgery, which probably means I will have to take off of work And I will need help with things around the house. So all of those things are really important. Even though they haven't happened yet, we've had a lot of conversations about them. And I feel confident that she would handle all of that really well. Yeah. I know dating a trans man right now, I'm extremely excited to be a part of the healing process. Because I really like taking care of people. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I'm so excited to like, just like, make him comfortable and I want to affirm him and I want to like just try and make the especially like the top surgery portion be as painless and as comfortable as possible and I'm just so I'm just like I'm so excited for his his journey and for everything that he's gone through when we were first started dating it was when he was trying to figure out whether or not he was trans and then like we were playing with names and stuff and it's just I just, I I loved being a part of that process because that is who Ethan is. He's a trans man and he's transitioning. You're precious. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, (laughs) I just, I'm like, I'm I'm also just very happy and thankful that I get to be a a part of this uh, process on such an intimate level with him, so. I love you. <laughs> he can't hear me. He has headphones on. <laughs> He's playing the switch. <laughs> okay, so the, the next two questions kind of piggyback off of that. So if you feel like these are repetitive, just tell me. Mm-hmm. So my next question was going to be, what do you think is a good takeaway for partners of trans and non-binary people? Like, what is something you would want your future partner or anybody's future partner to know that you think is important for them to know. So the first thing that I've learned about being a partner of a trans person, I think that throughout my journey dating people who are mostly cis, I think that it's really important to remember that this is their journey, right? So no matter whether or not you're with that person for the rest of their lives or whether you're with them for a short time, like it's none of your business to try and convince them what to do or what not to do. If you have any concerns or any like hesitation about the steps that they're taking in their journey, please don't 
express that to them because I think that the reality is people can't separate necessarily like everyone's outside feelings from their own 100% of the time. And if you show that you have any type of reservations or any concerns about things that they're doing, it might convince them to question themselves. And that's shit. Like, honestly, it's it's really difficult to go through this in a cisnormative society when you're figuring out what you want and what you don't want, and you don't need people to put more burden of worry or concern or questioning on you. So that's kind of a, a firm idea is that like if you have concerns about what your partner might be doing you know talk to your therapist talk to your friends but don't express your worries or your doubts to your partner because i think that it's really important that regardless of if you think you're going to not be attracted to them later if they change this or that or if you you are uncomfortable dating someone of this identity or whatever like they need to continue going through their life doing things that are right for them And if that means that you can't be there for them anymore, then that's your prerogative. And like, that's totally okay. If if you aren't attracted to that person anymore or whatever, like shit happens, but that person needs to be able to go through like what they need to do in their lives without you convincing them or trying to convince them otherwise so that your relationship can remain, you know, like, I think that's a really selfish way to be a partner. And if I decide to do one thing or another and that makes me lose a partner it's more important to be true to yourself than it is to you know try and convince people to love you when they aren't loving the true the true authentic you Mm -hmm. right and in a more positive note (laughs) because that's really harsh but i think that being a partner of a trans person is like living a new experience and it should be exciting and fun right? It's not something that should be a burden on your relationship. And if you start to feel like it's becoming too complicated, you know, it's one of those situations where you you love that person for who they are or you don't. And I guess that wasn't more positive. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. It started off more positive. There's going to be more it's positive. It's all good. But it's still, it's an important thing to it's think about. Definitely Someone else can be positive. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I think it kind of goes along with just treat us like normal people in the way you would treat any other partner this isn't exactly dating related i guess kind of but like a contrast for me is like somebody i casually was with sexually before this made it a big deal of like they were okay with being with a trans man but they never had been before so it was this whole thing of like i don't know how to touch you i don't know how to please you i don't know what to do so they just kind of froze up and did nothing Whereas with my current partner, he had also never been with a trans man sexually before, but he didn't act like it was any different. He didn't make a big deal out of it. He just figured it out because it's just bodies and it's not that hard to figure out. And we obviously had discussed beforehand like what we were both comfortable with, but I mean that shouldn't even be just a trans thing. Like We should always be discussing what people are comfortable with, and obviously consent is a big deal. So... Whether or not your partner is trans or not, or whether or not you've been with that body type before, everybody's different anyway. So just communicate with people and treat trans people as if we're just people, because we are. I just, I feel like Emily was talking about like top surgery and stuff, and those are obviously like big life things that are going to be different if you're dating a trans person. So there obviously are different, and I'm not saying like dating a trans person is no different than dating a cis person, because there are a lot of differences but just don't make those differences a huge deal make it a big deal in the fact that you're supportive but don't make it a big deal like alex was saying with any doubts or just 
don't make them feel othered or like this is some new experience that you don't know how to handle. Like every new relationship is a new experience, but being trans doesn't make it a harder experience. It just makes it a different experience. Things that have affirmed me when dating Ethan is that regardless of how I'm presenting, whether I'm wearing masculine clothes or wearing feminine clothes, he always is like, wow, you look so good. Mm-hmm. Or like, you look beautiful. I think beautiful is a, a can be a, a non-gendered word. So like, it just, it, it doesn't matter how I'm presenting because I like to go back and forth with whether or not I'm dressing more femininely or more masculinely. And he's just always like, wow, you just look so great. And it just like, that makes me happy because- you know, I've been told, like, oh, dressing masculinely as an AFAB person is like, what are you doing? You know, what what are you even? And so, like, to have somebody be like, I like, and not be confused by the fact that I want to dress both femininely and masculinely. Because a lot of times I feel like, as a queer AFAB person, you're expected to dress masculinely, mm-hmm. you know? And when I want to wear a whole bunch of makeup or if I want to wear like a sundress that doesn't denounce my non-binaryism, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm I'm no less non-binary if I'm if I look like like a cis woman, which I am not, but he always just makes me feel really wonderful to, no matter how I present. I was going to try and end this positively, but I can't. So <laughs> Do it, rage. <laughs> okay, this is my biggest, my biggest probably pet peeve in the entire world when it comes to this thing specifically, I guess I should say. If you are not comfortable with trans and non-binary people exploring their gender probably forever, yes, don't date trans and non-binary people. And that might mean like they change their pronouns or it might mean that they dress different or maybe sometimes they wear makeup i have gone through in the short two in almost a half years that i've been dating my partner i have changed my mind about so many things that i want and need when it comes to my gender and i will probably continue to change my mind about the things i want and need and if that's something that like your partner is not comfortable with don't date them because I just feel like that's a huge part of affirming someone's identity is you accept the fact that like there will probably be changes. Maybe they're really big changes. Maybe they're medical changes. Maybe it's just a shift in language, whatever it might be. There will probably be changes that as someone's partner, you will have to take part in. So I just think that that's really, really, really important, which maybe requires a little bit of self-analyzation on you know a cis person's behalf where they have to decide if that's something that they're capable of doing and if that's something you're not capable of doing that's fine but then just don't date trans and non-binary people okay so absolutely yes (laughs) dom just mirrored my like anger and frustration but (laughs) more specifically so i educate cis people a lot on what it means to be trans and I talk to them a lot about gender expression and gender identity right and so people's gender identities can also shift over time but the reality is that like every single person in the entire world's gender expression is going to change over time so when I talk to trans people everyone understands that like when you're 18 you're going to look different than when you're 25 even if you're cis right but when i talk to cis people about it it's like they have these gender norms like drilled into their brains so much and honestly 
the pity I have for them is extreme. <laughs> but the reality is that like trans people allow themselves to explore what they look like, how they dress, whether they wear makeup or not, whether they have body hair or facial hair or not, the way they comport themselves, right? But the reality is that like cis people oftentimes don't allow themselves those liberties and they feel so restricted and they don't break out of those restrictions, right? But if every single person could like educate themselves on the way that trans pe people are so comfortable changing the way that they express themselves or, their, or the, the way that they experience their gender, I think everyone would go through the same types of transitions with the way that they dress, with the way that they color their hair or style their hair, with the way that they choose hobbies and things like that. And I always say to them when I'm giving these presentations, it's usually like, you know, between 30 and 50 year old cis white people mostly. And I'll always say like, are you the same person you were five years ago? Are you the same person you were 10 years ago? What about 15 years ago? And everyone's like, no, of course not. And I'm like, okay, so then why is it that you look at a 12-year-old trans person and say you can't possibly know what you want? Or when they're five years older, you say, well, that was a phase. Like, okay, everyone goes through phases. And the reality is that like it's just transphobia. And when you look through the identities of trans folks as they grow up, they might change and their sexualities might change and their gender expression might change. But if you allowed yourself the freedom and the liberties to do so, yours would change also. You're just restricting yourself because of the way that you think other people expect you to be. Mm -hmm. So like is like Dom is saying, like if you're not comfortable with that, no, don't date trans and non-binary people because you're gonna stunt our growth, right? And like we're trying to grow. We're trying to grow yeah. real hard. <laughs> and if you're not trying to grow with us, get out. <laughs> Yeah. So for our last question, if you could give a takeaway as a piece for a piece of support for other trans and non-binary people, what would be like something that you could provide as support, whether it's like a little piece of advice or anything of that sort? Again, I feel like Alex really touched on this, but just don't settle for somebody who doesn't love you for exactly who you are. There's people out there who will love you in spite of you being trans, and then there will be people who will just love you as you and the whole you, whether you change, whether you're the same, no matter who you are, what your name is, what your pronouns are, what you look like. If the person you're dating does not absolutely love all parts of who you are, they are not the right person for you. And it might be hard to cut that loss, but you are much better being yourself and your true full self and happy with yourself than letting somebody that you love or who thinks loves you tell you who you are preach i think that was really good i think that i also want to give the message that i feel like everyone at some point in their life feels like they're unlovable mm -hmm. and whether or not you're trans that's still going to be there i just got out of a four-year relationship and it's been about six months and it's still really difficult to feel like i'm going to find a good connection with someone again but the reality is that in order to make those good connections, you have to set that standard like Liam's talking about. You can't just accept love from anyone because if you aren't with someone who's going to love you for exactly as you are, you're going to either end up separating from that person, hopefully, or changing parts of yourself to accommodate their love. And that is super difficult to avoid, specifically in this cisnormative society where we have been accommodating ourselves for people that we love our entire lives, whether it's with your families or with society or with your friends or with your other partners, changing ourselves or hiding parts of ourselves to be loved. 
and experiencing rejection is really difficult, but I promise you that you can heal from experiencing rejection in ways that you can't heal from excluding parts of yourself that make you feel comfortable or parts of yourself that are truly authentically yourself. So I think the main takeaway is, you know, everyone experiences loneliness and everyone feels unlovable sometimes, but you'll find someone who makes you feel like you're so easy to love. And when you find that person, it'll be worth it. Just love yourself until then. I'm going to cry. <laughs> very well spoken. Thank you guys for coming on the podcast today. I think this is a very important thing that is talked about sometimes, but it's it, it needs to be talked about more, I think, because there's still a lot of transphobia that goes along in our culture, unfortunately, and it needs to be at the forefront of people's minds, especially if they're going to go around and say that they're queer and that they're dating. You know, you need to be affirming of everyone and you need to make sure that you're not dating in spite of you are dating because you love the person mm-hmm. or wanting to love the person wanting to get to know them mm-hmm. love right at the beginning is quite a, a quite aggressive so aggressive aggressively uh, love everyone until you found the right one i mean that's fine with me that's i'm me. <laughs> so uh, yes to everything you both just said or all of us just said i don't remember everyone that spoke yeah (laughs) but yeah i i agree with em i'm grateful that you guys came on the podcast because this is like a like a personal topic and you all it also requires a little bit of vulnerability so Mm -hmm. we appreciate that thank you All right. Then where can you find us on the interwebs? You can find us on Instagram at Two Queers Podcast. The two is T-W-O, Queers Podcast. Mm -hmm. And then you can find me, Dom, on Instagram also at Hi, I'm Dom. It's hi with two eyes underscore I'm Dom. Mm -hmm. And you can find us on Twitter at Two Queers Podcast, but the two is the number two. And you can find me at Emily Craig Art. Craig is spelled K-R-I-E-G. And I'm on Instagram and Twitter with that handle. Where can they find you again, Liam? You can find my personal Instagram at Genderless Adventure. Or if you would like to follow my trans clothing line, you can find that at Support the Tea on both Instagram and Facebook. You can get free shipping on Support the Tea if you spend over $30 at So <laughs> go check it out. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at alexanderreed13, read is spelled R-E-I-D, or you can find me on Twitter, where I'm much more sad, but that's okay, <laughs> at otterboy13, which is otter, like the animal, B-O-I, and then 13. Thanks for listening, friends. Bye! Bye. first or is it just us? no you guys go ahead and yeah. then we'll chime in with our own things okay if you want. would you feel more comfortable if we started i don't care okay. i just just go ahead what was the question again though? <laughs> <laughs> we've okay. talked too do you long want me now. to go first then, go or ahead. is it out of sync if you just no it doesn't, it doesn't matter <laughs> anybody can go anybody can go go ahead okay because i remember go. the question i remember <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate and 
would love to pursue not at this time i'm going to start over let's try again (laughs) 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 no um yeah i know it's wonderful i love it (laughs) honestly though i love some of this like dumb shit that we shit it it just it makes it funny yeah i can put it at the end of the the podcast it's lovely okay (laughs) i (laughs) what about chair farts (laughs) chair farts also, I love your radio voice. You have, you like, as soon as you know you why? On the, on the, on it's the because I have like a speaking voice. Yeah. It like commands the room voice, yeah. you know, not like a regular voice. Um, I'm gonna have you even take a photo of this really quick. Woo! 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 <laughs> bring it around. Bring it around. Town. I just asked Ethan to take a photo, but he's literally surrounded by dogs. There's like one in his you can, lap. Like you don't need to still be recording. Well, no, we have to photo. say goodbye. Oh. oh my God. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Wait, hold on. No, come back, come back, come back. Come back.